Okay, we're back for the break. Um, Tommy here is on uh, five hundred thousand pounds. He's not used to Lifeline yet. Um, so, Tommy, this is your final question for one million pounds. Your first is a podcast all about what? Is it A, moustaches, B, music festivals, <laughs> C, cricket, or D, Richard Blackwood? Oh, Chris. You know, I've got so far, I feel like I should really know the answer to this one. It's something, so much that it rings a bell. Ugh. You know what, I'm, I'm, I, I don't think it's, um, I don't think I even need the lifeline here. I think it's been quite obvious all along. I think it's been, well, you might as well use one of your lifelines at least, uh, but uh, yeah, Chris, well, you know what, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna say B, music festivals. Toby, you had 500,000 pounds. You had three lifelines left. The correct answer to your first is a podcast about what? It's B, music festivals. You've won a million pounds. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Your Fest, the podcast that is all about music festivals. I am one of your hosts, Johnny Sharples, and I'm joined as ever and always by my still no-stachioed co-host, Tommy Stewart. Tommy, when is the moustache coming back? It is coming back. I was just trying to figure that out. Uh, so I think about uh, eight, eight or nine days. Although, I mean, it won't just like re-emerge <laughs> on <laughs> December the 1st. It's like, uh, but... It, you know what, actually, from shaving it off, I've realised how quickly it does grow after it just being kind of residing there for eight years. So hopefully within about two weeks, we'll be back to normal. And um, I've also done a poll on my Instagram to see what people thought. And it turns out most of the people are with you, Johnny. Most people are in favour of the moustache. That's good to hear. I'm on the right side of history for once. Um, but... <laughs> But for anybody that's not listened to this podcast before, do you want to give a brief explainer of what it's all about? Yeah, every week we invite a different vest on, vest, a different guest on to talk about their dream festival lineup. It can be uh, any act, any artist, dead or alive of all time. They have to pick a name, a location and days of the week for said festival. Got it all, didn't I? You did. And our guest this week is actually guests. Not one, not two, but three. We're joined three. by Sid, Esme and Henry from the fantastic band, The Orioles. have just released earlier this year their new album disco valador you've probably heard them on 
BBC Radio 6. They're always on there and they're good friends of Tommy. So Tommy, take it away. You're looking forward to this one. Very much so. And um, I, I, I don't know, I, I wasn't sure whether we were going to address this or not, but we did actually. So our, our first ever Yorfest episode was with the Orioles. It was just with uh, Sid and Esme, which was what, like, I don't know, five months ago or something, near, near the start of lockdown. And my audio is absolutely terrible. You, you wouldn't think I'd produce radio for you know six years, but the audio is terrible. And then we were going to put it out anyway. And then it is somehow amalgamated with this weird them and Ivo Graham, haven't it? The, the file. I mean, we're fans of mashups. Anyone that's listened to this podcast before <laughs> will know, but the Orioles it, it and was, Ivo Graham probably stick too tricky. far. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I will say, yeah, uh, very good friends of mine. And um Genuinely, I, I, well, even before I was friends with them, I was a big fan of their band. But like, yeah, one in my opinion, the best, best kind of UK indie like guitar band. Sorry, the Magic Gang, who are also uh, a brilliant band. But yeah, the Orioles are incredible. So listen to this podcast and listen to them. So should we get to it? This is episode twenty-two of Your Fest with Sid, Esme, and Henry, aka the Orioles. Let's go. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> Sid, Esme and Henry, welcome to your fest and to the Your Fest planning committee. There's three of you. I'm going to ask how you are. You can all answer one by one or just give one complete answer for all three of you if anyone wants to offer one up. Um, yeah, I think we're all good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyone else care to elaborate on that? No, we're all good. It's right. so a good start. There's three positive people. <laughs> Tommy, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. Yeah, Um it's nice to be... Are we going to address the fact that we've done this before or am I going to edit this bit out? I think you're going to edit it out because we don't want to look more unprofessional than people than we already, already consider <laughs> us. I'm grand. No, it's nice to meet you guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, uh, no, it's uh, it's nice to be doing a... For the benefit of the listening, we are recording this in the evening. So it's the first episode I've done with a glass of wine. So, nice. yeah. Nice. Nice bit of... Uh, Nice and warm. For the benefit of this, yeah, for the benefit of the tape as well, we should also point out that Tommy is simultaneously wearing a turtleneck and a cricket jumper. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Which I already think is two outfits being worn as one, but um, the consensus is it's absolutely fine. So I'm obviously not as cool as these hip youngsters. Well, who else have I got to impress? Like you know, there's. I mean, I put a selfie on Instagram wearing this just before this, just to see how it would go down. Um, there's been no negative comments yet. So um, fashion superstar Johnny in your uh, Adidas Originals top, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> You're wearing gold chains as well. On the... I'm, wearing, I'm wearing three oh, chains. Look at him, he thinks, he, he thinks he's in normal people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of the rock as well. Yeah, well, you know what, Henry? I actually wore... Uh, that exact outfit the other day, completely by accident. Nice. So I had this turtleneck on the, the chains and I had some like like mom jeans, like 90s sort nice. of Levi's on. And I looked in the mirror, I was just about to, um, I don't know what I was going to do, brush my teeth or something. Um, and I thought, oh yeah, that's, uh, that's the rock looking back at you. The same sort of physique <laughs> as well. So can we just clarify, were you wearing a bum bag as well? Just to clarify. I've got one. I could. Of course you do. <laughs> I've, 
What do you keep in your bum bag, Tommy? Um, <laughs> oh, God. My mum and dad listen to this. I shouldn't really say, but uh, inhaler. Uh, <laughs> 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 inhaler, filters, um, keys, uh, spectacles, testicles, wallet and watch, in the words of the great Austin Powers. Spectacles, testicles, wallet and watch. but bum bags of course very useful at music festivals to keep all your your belongings in look at that you know we're 20 something episodes in now i finally made a good link we had our first joke on a previous episode as well so we're going up in the world Uh, (laughs) but anyway you're of course in the band the orioles um were you supposed to be playing any music festivals the summer just gone as we know all of them apart from your fest have been cancelled yeah, we yeah. had we had a big summer of festivals lined up actually, including our first time at Glastonbury, which we were all really looking forward to. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Um it's a kind of a touchy subject, man. Like, <laughs> it's honestly fine now. We got over it. We um we kind of <clears throat> luckily like didn't have it in our calendars that much, but our tour manager James was well aware that they were coming on and then told us when we were meant to be getting off stage uh, at Glastonbury. You're like, you're over. <laughs> yeah, it sent us like messages all through summer being like, right now, guys, you're meant to be getting off stage at like this festival. Cheers <laughs> for that, James. Thank James. <laughs> Did that make you feel better or worse? Well, much worse. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I feel so bad for you. Like, that's, I mean, that's every... Everyone's starting a band in the UK, at least. That's that's the pinnacle, really, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's a big like milestone, definitely. What what stage were you supposed to be playing? Quite a good one, wasn't it? <laughs> we did an interview the other day, and I swear, Henry, you were like, "Yeah, we were meant to be on the pyramid stage." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no one can prove otherwise. Yeah, yeah, true. Was, the, they can't check that. Right? I'll turn that. Yeah, it's true. Real or something. It was the park stage. Park. Boom. Well, that's good. <laughs> Park's good. Have yeah. you, have, you, have any of you guys been to Glastonbury as a punter? I went so last, last year. My the only time I've been. I just went for a day, like I was DJing. These two dropped out, so it was just me. They dropped out of Glastonbury. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I think it just ended up being a bit of like a logistical nightmare, really. So, like, we had something on like the day after, and we were just going to be there for a day. And it was like, oh, I can't really be asked. But I still went. I mean, <laughs> it is fucking miles away, to be fair. And Henry was like, if it's not the pyramid stage, I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, well, to be fair, I've always, I mean, I've known you guys a few years. I've always said Henry is like the most natural born fucking rock star anyway so <laughs> although not 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 the not the our friend and my former bandmate ben thompson's approach uh <laughs> who henry did say actually before this now we are on record uh that i beat him in a fashion thing in terms of wearing a cricket jumper before him oh, anyway yeah. just wanted to say that um no, i know ben won't listen bad. but um he said uh i I'll, i'm i'm paraphr- i'm paraphrasing this isn't for this isn't verbatim but he said something along the lines of, I'm not going to that hippie shithole unless I'm playing the pyramid stage. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. 
And as, as you guys know, Ben, I'm sure you can hear that coming out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. There was a, a similar uh, thing he said this year that just went along the lines of, oh, sorry, your hippie festival's been cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was getting super uh, upset about it. So, in the middle of a pandemic. So, so. I, I, I think that I really want to get, like, if Night Harvest was still going. I just want to feel like a low-life Stab me in the chest with your knife Fill me up again with buttercup <laughs> They would be, and they actually, they, when we, you know, when we did the Martha episode, Johnny, and yeah. um, Nathan, said, you know, they, they used to play with them, they sort of came up in the same scene. Just for an excuse, I kind of wish Ben was in a band still, just for an excuse to get him on, just because the general public, I don't know if they need to hear that man speak, but it would certainly be a shock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, apart from Glastonbury, which you've been to, what do you like playing festivals, or do you prefer, like, smaller gigs, or do you not really notice a difference, other than it's outside? <laughs> Um, yeah, we we love playing festivals. Each each respectively have their own like qualities about them. I think um, festivals are quite special in general because everyone. Else. Sorry, go on. No, no, sorry, I thought you were finished. <laughs> I'm finished. I'm finished. You go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say it depends what time of summer it is. Really, like start of summer, it's like you love festivals. By the end, it's very much. A love hate relationship with him like you cannot be bothered to see another 10 or another hippie again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm so glad we're already hippie bashing <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes in um depends yeah i know picking up off. what's that sid sorry depends on the weather massively as well doesn't it like if like i remember we played latitude festival a couple of years ago and we were blessed of like one of the hottest days of the year and at Latitude Festival you can swim in the lake there. So that was just, oh, wow. we like swam in the lake and then literally played the set in like our like swim where. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was a nice vibe. That was loose as fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty hippie to be fair. Yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, we really embraced the wookie spirit there, didn't we? Did. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm I, can you believe this, Johnny? Like, someone who isn't a stand up comedian bringing up latitude, I know, and they still not <laughs> they still not sent us any free tickets despite us mentioning latitude on every single episode so far. But since you brought the, since you brought them up, how do you find the crowd? I, I know you're probably going to be polite because you don't want to bash a crowd at a festival. But we've heard from comedians that they get a very middle class, very polite crowd at Latitude. Is that what you found as a band as well? Or do all the polite and middle class people stick to the comedy stage? Mm. It was it was a very middle class festival, for sure. It was the kind of festival where like parents would give the offspring the first pill because it, <laughs> it was that kind of vibe. When you weigh it up to festivals like Port Elliot, though, gee. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Go on, tell us about Port Elliot. 
it's <laughs> just like it's sadly it's not going anymore actually and it's such a nice festival we played the past couple of years um but it's on this like big manor down in yeah a place called Port Elliot I don't know, really know where it is it's so far down south that I have no clue which part of the country I'm in but um yeah it's on this like big manor and we've just encountered a lot of crazy people there it's just the most middle class place ever was that where we <laughs> saw Alan Partridge do a talk yeah yeah, 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 I think it was. That's Alan Partridge or Steve Coogan? Steve Coogan. Oh, sick. <laughs> I actually watched, weirdly enough, I watched 24 Hour Party People last night. Nice. Which is one of my favourite films. And, I mean, I watch Alan Partridge most days of my life anyway. But uh, <laughs> did, did, what, did you actually, did, did you watch him? Did you sit down and listen to him? Yeah, we did. There was a... Um... I don't really remember what he was talking about. Just the the crowd was constantly just shouting, Dan. Dan's a fantastic man. <laughs> he really is. There's Dan. Dan! 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 <laughs> Dan! <laughs> Dan! Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Yeah. I bet Steve Coogan loved that. Yeah, Steve yeah. yeah. Uh, He's I like... Talking about the trip quite a lot. I love the trip. Yeah, I do like the trip a lot as well. I assume by the trip you mean the TV programme and not it's just another middle-class mum giving their kid a pill. (laughs) (laughs) Our second joke. Hey, well done, Johnny. Thank you. Do you want to address address the uh, cat in the room? Right, so for the benefit of the listener, (laughs) one of my cats has just joined the conversation. Not as an additional person on the Zoom call. He's just, uh, he's also got his headphones wrapped around. He's in a a different room. (laughs) We got, it's his birthday today. We got him a little laptop that he can use to keep in touch with everybody. (laughs) I thought it was like a fake, like a toy laptop, but somehow he's got it working. He's a genius, child genius. Although he's geriatric, according to Anyway. We could talk about cats all day. That's not why we're here. Um, so in terms of like um, your music festival, your fantasy music festival that we'll get onto, um, you're gonna we've just we've decided amongst us that you'll have one day each since there's three of you here. Um, so we're gonna start off, kick it off by asking you for a name and a location for the music festival, which you haven't decided prior to this. So we're now gonna perhaps just hear an argument, hopefully not break the band up. The argument won't get that uh, intense. Um, but yeah, we'll need a name and a location for your dream festival. I'm trying to think where to begin with this. Um, what's, some of, what's some of our, fr- like, I was thinking maybe for a name, you know, those texts that you always send people at festivals when you all get split up and you're like trying to find each other. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of some of our like catchphrases from that. Where you at? Any screenshot of him of something him? <laughs> what you say, Henry? Where you at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you at? Like, and, and that is spelt um, W H E R E Y A T. I'm guessing. No, yeah. Y at symbol. At symbol. Yeah. Wow. Going quite um, like MSN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For speed. Um, you're not going to show the. No, nah, I'm not. Great. Show the what? <laughs> a, you brought it up funny. now. Henry. Wait, wait, wait! You have to say it. I can edit it out. I can edit it out. 
let me let me find her. There's a very funny series of messages that happened after um, we like finished recording the album and we went to Truck Festival and managed to get some pills and then like came up like it was very quick and I went off. We got into the truck festival spirit for sure. What is the what is the truck festival spirit? Oh so. mate, it's like Leeds Fest of the Midlands. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who was born in the Midlands, that sounds absolutely and has been to Leeds Fest, that sounds horrendous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh <laughs> Who'd you get the pills off? Um, there was this DJ <laughs> setting Wait, up a good. tent. Well, basically, I was running around for like two hours <laughs> trying to source. <laughs> this DJ was like, I'll, I'll sell you some if you set up my tent for me. So I set up his tent for him. Oh, and, and the little porch outside, the gazebo, <laughs> in the pouring rain. At like 10 and... 10 p.m. No, it was, it was, the sun was setting. Yeah, it was when we sort of first got there. The fuck did you do that, though? On your own? What, set up the tent? I yeah. assume, I assume it's the tent that he was sleeping in, not the one he was performing in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got there hella early, man. <laughs> um, On this text, anyway. You were oh, go on, go on. Oh, <laughs> my God. On your birthday in 2017. Uh, How old was Henry then? Like 12? I was 18 then. Fuck I was man. 17 at Truck Festival, probably. Okay. Um, so you said, yo, where you? Proper need a come-up shirt. Like, all this is spelt really wrong. <laughs> and then you sent it again, proper needed a come-up shirt. Text me your location. And I <laughs> replied with... Where we, you left you, listen to whistle, go to Portaloos. <laughs> was I just there, like, tooting on a whistle as well for ages? I'm heading back from pulled apart bull horses stage. See you inside, see you there. Made main stage Portaloos. Comedy comes from the spelling of everything. Sid managed to decipher that. But there's one text that's just like I smashed my hand against the keyboard. <laughs> oh, man. Also, a big shout out to Pulled Apart by Horses, who are a band that I've not thought about for about five years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Oh, man. What a band. Yeah. They used to be a festival favourite, didn't they? I feel yeah. like we've seen them about ten times. <laughs> there are those bands that are just always at festivals. Like we, yeah, yeah. Me and my girlfriend were looking through loads of old Reading and Leeds posters the other day, and Feeder... played like basically every Reading and Leeds festival for about 25 years. <laughs> Longer than it's already been there. They, they, they were just waiting. Yeah. Oh, there's a festival that's going to be here at some point. Yeah, they built Leeds Festival around Feeder. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, well, before we actually, I, I know this, I've, I've said this too late in the day. Oh, Tommy's had a glass of wine. Um, but uh, what, what are like... Just because uh, 
we've not had probably enough musicians on this as we would like, but you're just because when we spoke to Felix White from the Maccabees, he had a great story about um, when they play, they do like Australia, <coughs> excuse me, or whatever, and all sorts of places, and they play, you know, some they said pretty much every performance in their band as the Maccabees for like 10, 15 years, they would they would be at least half cut, like at least have a couple of drinks. And sometimes they play at 11, 10, 10, 11 a.m. and they'd be quite drunk. And the drummer of their band, <clears throat> excuse me, who's wearing a Led Zeppelin T-shirt, he fell asleep in the in the band, like, you know, access all area bit where all the bands go. Yeah. Fell asleep in a Led Zeppelin T-shirt. And do you remember them Crooked Vultures, that super group with Dave Grohl, Josh Homme, and oh, yeah. uh, John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Fucking Dave Grohl and John Paul Jones off of Led Zeppelin walk past and he's asleep in the, in the he's he's got too drunk too early, fallen asleep in this Led Zeppelin t-shirt. And they've got yeah. like Dave Grohl and John Paul Jones, like one of his heroes, to have a picture of him oh, whilst no he's way. asleep. Yeah, he oh. didn't get to meet him. And it went like viral at the time. What I was gonna ask based on that is like, have you had any kind of mad experiences backstage of either you know, meeting your heroes or, or bands being unexpectedly cool or bands being unexpectedly wanky. Mm. Yeah, we probably have a couple, right? Yeah, one that's thinking to mind straight away. You don't have to slag anyone off. You can just say nice ones if you want. I'll leave that up to you. Yeah, this isn't about someone that we that we actually met, but um, we got a little bit too drunk and stole... Um, Bez, Bez is rider. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> He's the last man who's rider you want to steal. Well, well, we got away with it. So. No, that was um, that was at Why Not Festival, wasn't it? Yeah. Because we went to see him. A similar kind of story to Truck, and I don't remember <laughs> much about Bez's set, but <laughs> he went like, "Why not festival? Why fucking not?" <laughs> it was like the best <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we robbed his rider. That was a more wholesome one. I think we were uh, backstage yeah. when we were dancing with a uh, sister sledge. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a cute one. Yeah, we danced to um, Aretha Franklin with sister sledge. Ah, uh, so, me, that's oh, one stellar that grandkids. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was really good because we got like between the crowd and the stage, the barrier. And we were like dancing really vigorously, trying to get their we got their attention in the end. And then they recognised us afterwards, and we had a little dance before they got in the the taxi. Wow, <laughs> so nice. That's that's pretty fucking cool. Um, I mean that that yeah, that's great. Sorry, I was completely <laughs> sidetracked from you deciding on your name and location. Before we move on, can we just address the fact that I'm sure it's not pronounced Josh Homme? Oh uh, yeah, no, that's... is it? Is it? It's Josh Hom, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I Well, I, I I hear different ones all the time. I, I, I'm blaming it on Zane Lowe, you know. I'm blaming it on growing up with Gonzo. Blame everything okay, well, Zane, well, right? yeah. Welcome to uh, Gonzo with uh, me and Josh Homme. That's, that's what's <laughs> in my head. Sorry for that uh, terrible and probably um, xenophobic New Zealand accent, but. Um, no, sorry. <laughs> Let's, uh, yeah, sorry. What's your name and location? Are you going to do it based on the, based on the, um, some sort of text conversation? 
Yeah, I quite like Where Yat. I like that. It's like, Where yeah. Yat Festival. Flows, doesn't it? Yeah. Like <laughs> oh, yo, can we get Basement Jacks to headline? Like they do oh, the you, hey. festival. You're getting ahead of yourself there, Henry. Sorry. But then it's Where You Read That Festival. <laughs> No, well, yeah, this yeah. will be supporting. We we do like, you know, probably when we first did this with you, we were a bit more, uh, we were less lenient, I think, Johnny, weren't we, in terms of like uh, support people. Yeah, having you can you can you can stage. have as many people as you want, but like the main thing is, but I'm spelling it like, can you read that where like with the at sign where yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, right, that's it. And all right, location we need from you now. Where. Um, Where are you at with this, guys? <laughs> Sorry. He's had a drink. We, were, we went nice European little countryside area last time. What are we saying? I'm thinking to suit the title, it needs to be somewhere quite northern. Yeah. Well, can I counter with, like, somewhere near Rotterdam? Because then, like, Ooh. all the northern English people... Can get on a ferry from all. Yeah, true. Yeah. And then the aunties are like, "Where are you at?" We're in Rotterdam. Plus, yeah, the Netherlands is just better, right? Should we do it in Rotty D then? Rotty D, yeah. <laughs> could be, could be Rotterdam, could be anywhere. Rotterdam or anywhere. Anywhere alone. Anywhere. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not writing down Rotterdam though. I'm writing down Rotty D, right. and I feel like I'm typing like in an MSN conversation. Where you at, and um, Rotty D? So nice. I feel. Nice. I was so I was so hopeful when the the Northern England came up that we would go to Halifax and have it at Eureka. Oh. <laughs> what a, what a, a lovely day out that would be for everybody. To be fair. No. I don't know if you've been to Eureka recently, but it's a lot smaller than you remember it when you were younger. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You're not allowed to go if you don't have like kids with you, though, right? Why? Well, because people think you're a nonce. <laughs> <laughs> no, genuinely, yeah. What I is think... it? Well, I, I, like, <laughs> um, explain it for me, J- Johnny. As, as a Johnny foreigner, uh, Halifax foreigner, would 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 you explain? what Eureka is because I, I, I've never been do you want me am I doing it I said Johnny yeah I, mean, I thought you were going about Johnny Foreigner it's not helpful when you use I'm calling you Johnny, Johnny Foreigner as, as a foreigner to fa- Halifax it's a bad joke ignore it but then if I'm the foreigner then I wouldn't know about it either Tommy come on oh, for f- come he's on, had a just, drink I've only had two glasses um, so Eureka, for anybody that isn't is uninitiated in the world of uh, West Yorkshire uh, Living Science Museums, is a West Yorkshire Living Science Museum where you get to go and do loads of fun experiments and learn about different things. It's also got a little town set up where you can go and pretend you work in a supermarket or a post office or a mechanics. And it's just a, a wonderful day out as long as you have a child with you. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. but, but apparently we're not having it there because, you know, that would be a lot of children to bring to a music festival. 
and we can't we can't have all the middle class mums giving them all pills. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll stick with uh, Rotterdam or Rotty D. Rotty D. Rotty D. Sounds like a member of South Solid Crew. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, ooh, right. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, I have had a drink. Fucking hell. It tells. Does it tell, Johnny? Yeah, I think a lot of this is going to be edited out. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for your notes on this episode. Um, um, go so on, Johnny. Before, before we move on to the, um, the, mu- the musicians that will be playing Way Out Festival... <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't sound quite as good when you're from Lancashire as it does from when you're from Yorkshire. But um, we're going to need days of the week for your festival to take place. Are you going to go for the traditional Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or are you going to go a bit more rogue um, with which days of the week that you have in it? If it's like in Rotty Day, it might. Let's just make it all different. Let's do it like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, I, I for one, love a Monday. So Monday to Wednesday. <laughs> Henry? What's your nomination? Monday is that the the running Monday to Wednesday? Well, it's uh, as Sid said. Uh, I said, said Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. As as said, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You got oh. the casting vote. Um, you decide. Three days. Pardon. It can only be three days. Uh, we're flexible. We've we've got a big budget, as Johnny said. Because I think if we had the last day as being a Friday. All right. You know what? Why don't we do, you can have, so we'll have, we could have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday can be, and you have a day each, Friday can be a day that you all agree on. And you can have a four-day festival. Because let's face it, Glastonbury is basically a week-long festival. Mm. And as I said, we are, we are, we're a lot more, flexible in, in terms of how we do this now so does that sound fair <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay johnny you happy with that as part of the planning committee yeah um, um well the majority decision i will have been overruled even if i disagreed with it so but i'm happy, <laughs> I'm happy to go with that okay you're clearly not but we'll go with it. um <laughs> all right um all right out of the three of you who's gonna have the tuesday me who is that? Ed? Yeah, I can no one else said anything, so I'll have okay. to choose her. Right. Oh, does that mean I have to go first? That yeah. means you have I haven't thought of anyone yet. No, <laughs> else. Okay, I'll have Tuesday. So I can get inspired. I'll have Tuesday. Right, so, so it's having the Tuesday. Arthur Russell. So Tuesday, uh, sorry, Tuesday, Sid, you're having Arthur Russell as the headliner. 
Yeah. And why is Banging that? choice. Yeah, yeah. Never obviously seen him live. <laughs> All right, that's a dig. <laughs> um, yeah, just one of like a musician that I've loved for so long, but kind of got into more the past like few years, like read his book and stuff and gone into like his musical catalogue like on a deeper level and like discovering um a lot of like the different kind of like dance music he does as well as like kind of more experimental almost verging on like kind of like classical in element in in points like especially with his use of like percussion and stuff and but then yeah he's got like a super like dancey DJ side as well. Um, he's got a massive, massive back catalogue and um, a lot of different vibes, you know, start off pretty mellow and then like work in some more dancey stuff for later on in the evening. What do you do, like, uh, you know, like bring guests on as well, like it's collaborations? Yeah, I think he, um, he might have played on the very first recording of Psycho Killer, Talking Heads, so could get. David Byrne in for a number. Can't seem to face up to the facts. I'm tense and nervous and I can't relax. Can't sleep cause my bed's on fire. Don't touch me, I'm a real live wire. And would who else would you and everyone can contribute this like along that theme? Who else would you have kind of playing in during during that day? Um, we could go like a kind of New York, like yeah, like we could just have like a full day of every single Arthur Russell outfit ever. So dinosaur L, loose joints, Arthur Russell. Yeah. Talking heads, can I have talking heads? Talking heads. Let's have talking heads. Yeah. Um, Great. Although Arthur and David Byrne, I'm not sure they best pals, to be honest. Oh really? By the end, I yeah. don't know. What did they fall out? We had a bit uh, of Arthur Russell about him. Both Ez and I have recently read Arthur Russell's book. Um, and yeah, he has a bit to say about David Byrne, doesn't he? Yeah. His suits were too big. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, that had to be fair. Um, well, is everyone happy with that? Is the is the Tuesday the opening night? Yeah, yeah. most definitely. Do you remember how you first first got into him? Because he obviously he's someone. Mm. Did he pass away before you were born? Yeah, um, I think I first got into like Dinosaur L stuff, which is his lesser known stuff.
but um, and also I didn't realise I didn't put two and two together for a while. Like I listened to Dinosaur L a lot, and then and like had like compilations and stuff with Dinosaur L tracks on, and used to DJ that kind of stuff out quite a bit. But then going to Arthur Russell maybe a couple of years later and didn't make the connection that it was the same person because there's nothing really online about Dinosaur L. It's really interesting in the book as well because it kind of uh, starts as like this guy who's wanting to write about the New York music scene of like the 80s and 90s and kind of like this dance disco, disco, not disco scene. And then like eventually realises that everyone's mentioning this name Arthur Russell and like through that he kind of finds the history of Arthur Russell that's like been so like hidden for so many years. And then now obviously he's like become quite quite a big name through all these like dance musics and like a pioneer of disco and stuff but yeah mm. like I guess like over the years people keep uncovering his material. That's mm. obviously quite a big influence on you guys isn't it like the, the sort of disco stuff and that uh, as, yeah, you've yeah, gone on, definitely. As, as you've progressed as a band. Yeah definitely and like the way he his take on disco is just so much more like janky and like weird and punky that I think it's like definitely like shows through our music a little bit more. Right. Um, well, yeah, lovely ode to Arthur Russell. And um, who is? Are, are we don't we we happy with that day with the Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's move on to the Wednesday. Henry, Esme, who's having that? Um, I think I have mine, but I don't know whether they <laughs> seem more like an end of a festival to you or not. Who have you got in mind, Henry? Um, well, remember, you've got the Friday as, as the as the mutual. Oh yeah, true. Festival, so you you can have maybe like your sort of your own choice, your favourite at this point, and then and then Fridays where you all you put up your big end of the festival contenders. All right, sweet. I was going to go for in that case the Doors. Definitely a band. Um, obviously, like, absolutely got it. I can't ever see live. Like, watch the Hollywood Bowl live video quite often. And, yeah, me and Sid first started listening to them when we saw a Doors tribute band in Italy when we were, like, super young. I think that actually, like, got me into music, to be honest, because before that, I only really remember listening to, like, Green Day and <laughs> stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely the Doors. I won't have a bad word said against Green Day. <laughs> I, mean, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Same here, John. Are a great band. My first Definitely. ever gig was Green no Day, way. actually. Emmy oh, and man. You what? You what, Henry? Where did you see Green Day? Emmy in 2005. No, 2004, I think. It was the American Idiot tour, and it was the first yeah. ever gig I saw. 
and Newfound Glory was supporting. Wow. I was like 14, 15. And um, my mate's mum like drove us there and parked. Gave you a pill? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like she parked, parked I, and I loved them anyway because I'd, I'd kind of been into their stuff. Uh, I got into them when they did the uh, warning. I think it was either warning or Nimrod, and then they released that international <laughs> soup hits. Basically, from the age of like 11 to 15, Green Day and Nirvana were my favourite bands. Right. And and then finally, after like a culmination of four years of loving Green Day, I saw them as my first ever gig in 2005. So you can imagine how much my little head blew off. Yeah. But uh, I still maintain they're like, it, you know, up there with Blur and Kendrick Lamar's first UK show is like, I've seen some amazing gigs with a neutral milk hotel. Green Day is still top five like gigs for me. Like they were, fu- yeah. I don't know if it's because my first, but they, it was like seeing Queen. They just put on a fucking show. Like yeah. they had like a thing going out, you know, like a aisle going out into the crowd, and they got like water guns and shit like that. It was a bit silly, but also absolutely brilliant. But saw- oh. back to the doors. Sorry, go on. I, John. Say, I, I saw them on the the international super hits tour. When they and they also were just recording American Idiot at the same time, so they played American Idiot. a great single along with like their greatest hits as well and it was just inc- they got kids up on the stage to play their instruments did they do that when you yeah they did that the really? yeah. and then they gave they let the kids take home the instruments with them like pe- plucked people out of the crowd and then let yeah, them yeah. take the instruments off with them as well so they did exactly that yeah when i went they are um, just incredible but anyway you, we'll have to we'll have to <laughs> wait for someone to pick green day before we can tell all our green day anecdotes me or johnny um, me or johnny need to get famous so that we can into ourselves and uh <laughs> I've already told Tommy the last ever episodes, if it ever comes to it, we will pick our dream festivals. And that's the only time we'll ever disclose what our dream festival is. But yes. we're here to talk about your dream festival and we're here to talk about the doors. So how <laughs> what was the, what was fake Jim Morrison like in the Doors <laughs> tribute band that you saw? Because he's got he's got a look and he's got he's an incredibly handsome man to yeah, begin with. And so you'd have to be brave to try and take that on. So how was fake, how was fake Jim Morrison? I feel like at the time when I was like young watching it and I hadn't heard The Doors or heard of them before this, bearing in mind like he seemed like just Jim Morrison to me, like I was literally <laughs> blown away. But I'm pretty sure I remember he came on stage halfway through, like went off and then came back on with that kind of like lizard suit, which looked a little bit like uh, the Sick. day man from Always Sunny. Day man, day man, day oh, man, fighter man, of the man. night man, oh. but yeah no it was great it was a great time (laughs) and what what would um again go like what what would be the theme for the day what what, like one one or one two or three other bands would sort of be building up to the doors before them i feel like maybe a good kind of kraut rocky sort of lineup could sit well with like building up to the doors like maybe can 
on there as well and Faust or something. Johnny's face went as soon as Esme mentioned Cam. Yeah, are they still playing now? Dear have, you, have, you, have you seen them before? <laughs> right, I think we're going to have to address this point because it's come up uh, enough times. Yeah. Um, Esme uh, or Sid um, mentioned Can previously and um, I didn't realise that they split up in the late 70s and asked if they'd seen them before. Right, now that's out the way. We can, we can all move on as a society and never bring it up ever again. Have you seen the doors before, by the way? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Uh, so the doors come. Uh, any more? Any more shouts? Uh, Joni Mitchell. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Throw it in there, me as well. Um, reaction. Alice Every, Coltrane. <laughs> every time, some, names now. sorry. Every time someone mentions Joni Mitchell, my mind immediately. She has an amazing music career. All credit to her, but my band always goes to Love Actually, you know, where because there's a big scene. Yeah. That, um, he's bought his wife a Joni Mitchell CD when she was expecting a really expensive piece of jewellery because he was having an emotional affair with somebody in his office. Moons and jewels and Ferris wheels The dizzy dancing way that you feel As every Every tale comes through I've looked at love that way But now it's just another show And you leave them laughing when you go And if you can, don't let them know don't give yourself away I've looked at love From both sides now From give and take And still somehow It's love's illusions That I recall I really don't know <laughs> Yeah, um, well, who And um, it's Alan the, Rickman. It's Alan Rickman. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, that's a, a, another impression you didn't you didn't know or want to know about Johnny. Right, should we move on to Henry's Thursday? Who would yeah, be your headline? Yeah, your headline, Henry. Um, Green Day. <laughs> oh, dude, nah, I'm sorry. It's unfortunately not. <laughs> Um, I mean, this is like classic me, but I was thinking back on big bands, and one of my the last favorite gigs I went to was probably the Happy Mondays at the the Leeds uh, Unit. Yeah, I never never thought I'd see them live. 
and you know they were renowned for being not that good live but they played all the bangers and i thoroughly enjoyed it but going off the back of that someone i always wanted to see but probably will never is 808 state i guess that'd be the tippity top but i don't just nice. want to go down a 90s manchester we so to be fair each of our days are like very differently themed here but i'm really vibing with it to be honest yeah yeah i'd, right. I'd love a festival where it was like that yeah it yeah. builds up to like it, oh it's kind of separated by location and year but that's cool i guess yeah true and also you've got go on sorry yes also fits with the name of the festival where you are it's like where are we oh my god yeah, yeah true yeah, yeah. In Manchester, in New York. All righty day, yeah. <laughs> you know what you could do? Like, you could have um, each day as well could be sort of themed around the, you know, like the food and stuff. I'm, to be fair, Johnny, I'm, I am copying from Chris's, Chris Warburton's concepts here, but you could have, like, Thursday looking a bit like Manchester. And I don't know what Manchester's food of choice would be, I don't know, like, chip balm or something but um <laughs> yes but yeah. I, I, I as i said like um i watched 24 hour party people again last night and even though it's if whether it's cliche you know manchester factory records day or not like there's there's a reason it's so notorious because it you know it's fucking great the amount like all right yeah. hey, say happy mondays couldn't agree um, more um Oh. So yeah, like I literally discover like a new band on from Factory Records pretty much like well, every who, week. Who is it you guys know who was on Factory? Who just Firm. Certain ratio. Certain ratio, that's it. Oh shit, Tommy. By the way, in that film, Jez Kerr is he has a cameo. Like a yeah. lot of the Matt and Chester people do, like pop up yeah. randomly. In 24-hour party, party people, he sat next to um, Bake Sean Ryder on the tour bus. Oh, no way! Is that like, act- actual jazz is in it? Yeah, actual jazz is just a person on the tour bus. You're right, they do that a lot throughout the film. Like the, um, the bit where Tony Wilson's girlfriend or... Oh, yeah. She's... She's having sex with Howard DeVoto in the toilet, in the toilet, and then actual Howard DeVoto is like the toilet cleaner in the background, and he just addresses it to the camera, doesn't he? So, like, they had loads of cameos of the people playing random, yeah, yeah, really good. Um, Um, just you just Sorry, need to but... clarify, you're not picking the Happy Mondays just so you can steal Bez's rider again. <laughs> <laughs> because it's no, a dream festival, we can that. get you your own rider. It <laughs> it's an apology to Bez, is that? Uh, yeah. I think by the same, uh, whatever the phrase is, get ACR on as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Long time I felt without style or grace wearing shoes with no socks in cold weather I knew my heart was in I already wrote them down guys I already oh, wrote nice. them down yeah. and Buzzcocks while we're at it now that you've oh, mentioned them oh my god it. 
Buzzcocks deserve to headline their own day, though, right? Yeah, I was going to suggest that for the Friday, maybe. My God. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Towards that. I mean... Yo. Yeah. Right. Well, let's, let's, go, let's go on to the Friday, where you all have to come to a mutual decision on who the headliner is, and then we can discuss uh, other acts after that. For the Friday, I'm thinking, actually, it should be an, an all-women exclusive lineup yeah. so maybe nice. ESG is headline Yeah. I was going to say stereo like Boris, is that not counting as all women? Oh, yeah, no, that counts. All sure. women, women fronted. Yeah. That's good. Sister Sledge. Oh, yeah. Sister Sledge. Oh, yeah. Nina Simone headlining. Nina Simone would Ooh. be good. Yeah, that'd be like a nice mellow end to it, but also like. Beautiful. Some women have a body men will want to see. So they put it on display. Some people play a fine guitar. I could listen to them play all day. But anyway. Singer songwriter from Fax called Catherine. Oh, oh yeah, Howe. Catherine Howe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. Uh, Catherine Howe on earlier in the day. Yeah, oh, definitely. Shout out Fax's own. Karen's um, oh, yeah. I, I wanted to. Um, just because it it was so weird that it happened today, that the day um, the day we were interviewing you, I saw on my Spotify first. I saw that came across a Andrew Weverell playlist, and it was like obviously you guys are on it, and then uh, literally like five minutes later on Instagram, my mate, well not my mate actually, friend of a friend, like some guy I want like this. I was doing a competition he drew like a Beastie Boys picture for me and he just stopped and he today had done one five minutes after I'd seen that had done a picture of uh, a portrait of Andrew Weverall so I was just gonna ask like about you know your guys 
experience with him and like you know obviously what he you know what he meant to you and like what you know get trying he could probably be involved on the Thursday actually couldn't he yeah. yeah 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 let's get him on the Thursday shit and we completely forgot about Primal Scream as well well they can go on the Thursday as well can't they yeah yeah, yeah. we'll have to backtrack um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Andrew Everall. Yeah, it was proper like life sort of achievement when Andrew Everall did that remix for us. And uh, we had one done by Radioactive Man as well. So, like, both halves of Two Lone Swordsmen doing these remixes of, like, our track. Honestly, I think it kind of took a long time to, like, really settle in how, how like, mad that was. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, maybe, like, after his death more so, it's always, like, with those kind of things where you, like, just realise how much of, like, how crazy that kind of thing is. But, yeah. How like actually monumental it is is uh, yeah because you kind of it's it sucks that it happens afterwards but you start you realize how like prolific he was like after when everyone started posting his various different like projects and stuff yeah happened afterwards there's loads I've not heard before I guess it's because uh, like you so. always know you always know like you have like a connection to them but then yeah it was just amazing to see like quite how many people did have connections to or like were really big fans of his music yeah it's mad like i i was just i was clicking on this just looking around playlists and i saw that place and i was like fucking hell like that was the guy who made you know screamer delicate and like made it what it was like just turn around primal screams career they were they were dead before that really like and um I was like, oh, it's just like my my mates who were <laughs> my mates who were younger than me. It's just like it's dead cool that like you were, you know, involved with him. Mm. Um, shortly shortly after he um, did that remix, we I th- I met him in a in a field in um, I think that was at Port, Port Elliot, right? Port yeah. Elliot Festival, yeah. Mm-hmm. I met him. He. He stuck out of the crowd because he had like this big moustache and he kind of looked a little bit like a pirate, um, like a 1920s pirate. And um, for some reason, I had the confidence to talk to him. So, Had you not met him then previously? No, no, it was the first time wow. I met him. And we ended up talking about like how, how you're supposed to listen to dub music where you've like all bass and all treble and nothing in between. And he was talking about like punk, how everyone that made punk tracks really listened to reggae and no one really listened to punk. It was like his wealth of knowledge was mad on on the, on the it. It was really good to talk to him. Insane. That's class. Great. Um, yeah, no, I just wanted to bring that up. But uh, so Friday, who's, who's who are we... So we've got the all women's or all female or female identifying and 
or at least female fronted. So as the people you mentioned, uh, I know. Can I add breeders to that list? 100%. Mm, yeah, definitely. We saw um, breeders at Latitude. That was uh, yeah. Good. That was kind of one of the maddest shows I've been to actually in terms of like actually hearing those songs live and just feeling like when you separate so much like the band from like real life kind of thing and then like being there in the moment is like there is actually people who wrote these songs and like they're there and they're on stage. It felt so <laughs> weird in a good Kim way. Deal is real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what is it like seeing Kim yeah. Deal in the flesh right there in front of you? Because she's iconic. Yeah. Legend. Mm. So wholesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Riley all the time when she plays. Yeah. Weren't the breeders followed by Mogwai as well? Yes, they were. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. I've got like every image in my head of Kim Deal and like watching. A lot of Pixies documentaries that she's she is smiley and wholesome, but yeah, she's also yeah. a fucking badass, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was weird. I always find it weird that the next bassist, you know, when she left, like they they Pixies did their comeback, and the next one was called Kim as well. But she was, I think, she was only around for a year. Now they have a new female bass player who actually contributes and like writes their songs and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I've only seen, I think, I've seen them three three or four times. Um. But only since Kim Deal left, and as, as great as it is to see Frank Buck and hear those songs, it's you know it's not the same. No. Yeah. Do you, do you happen to see them at Castlefield Bowl, by the way? No, when, I didn't go to that. Was that when Royal Blood supported them? No, me and me and Sid went to that one. Uh, it might have been Royal Blood supporting. Nah, it, it was Maximo Park. Park. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I thought that would have been a mad uh, small world thing, but you ruined it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> was it, were they good, though? Yeah, it was amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was uh, up there with one of my favourite gigs, for sure. How about... Well, I, I'm I'm going to do, you know, one of my... Um, one of my rare humble brags, where? Not like me. Uh, but I got... <laughs> it was when I was working for working for the like the afternoon afternoon show on five live and we got i got their only their only uk interview the pixies and it was oh. frank black and it so i got you know I, I got free vinyls and stuff and i got i was working on it for ages to get them on on our show because our presenter at the time she was a massive fan and she only worked monday to thursday but i made a comment on the sunday to do this interview and it's the first interview i ever produced on my own so i was just there in the studio and it's just me, the presenter, and Frank Black on this, like, just in the fucking immediate city. Wow. Um, I don't know why I'm being, like, I'm, I'm proud of that. It's, like, it's really yeah, cool. Man. And then, like, the same night, just went to the, you know, went to the fucking gig and got a picture, you know, hung out with Frank Black for a bit, which was amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. that sounds amazing. Respect, man. Yeah. That's it. Johnny's doing a face. <laughs> Look at you now. 
producing, <laughs> producing a podcast with me. What's happened to you, Tommy? <laughs> um, I, just, I was just going to say there's one glaring omission from your festival lineup, um, and that is the Orioles. So would yes. you put yourself anywhere in that festival? I don't know which day we'd, we'd fit with most, to be honest. We can I say the Friday. No, sorry, the Thursday is what I meant. Uh, I don't know, you can fit in every day. It's just all your influences, really, isn't it, spread across? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to True. Tuesday, I'm sure as I'd like to play the Wednesday, and then we'd probably like to play the Thursday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only, only one thing so for we, it, play the Friday. Maybe play all of them. Yeah, play Friday. I mean, or you could just have a Saturday. <laughs> yeah let's do Tuesday to Monday <laughs> we can talk bands all day man um, I'm to see how headliners now <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to like ev- I think every 20 episodes of your fest will just get you guys on just to, <laughs> just to redo your festivals <laughs> um, no, yeah, you, Johnny's right there. You, you guys have got to play at some point. I, I don't know where you, where you want to sandwich yourselves in. I say we play every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's fun like, to play, isn't it? So let's I mean, open. Do like an afternoon and then an evening and then close. Yeah. <laughs> what every <Yeah>. day? <laughs> Nina Simone makes way for you to headline this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is everybody ready? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, looking forward to seeing the Oriel. <laughs> I love it. Great. Okay, I think we've got the festival. So, Tommy, do you want to give us a run through of the Oriel's festival? Yeah. So, the Oriel's Henry, Esme, Sit. Your festival is called Way At, but the at is spelt with the. Uh, the uh, keyboard version location is in Rotty D or traditionally known as Rotterdam. <laughs> the festival is a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday festival. And each band member has got a day of their own with Friday being an uh, amalgamation of all of their choices. So Tuesday is Sid's day and we've got Arthur Russell headlining and Dinosaur L, Talking Heads and anyone, anyone else he's been associated with it playing earlier in that day. Wednesday is Esme's day. We've got the Doors headlining. Not the not the tribute act, as I know. Esme doesn't know the difference, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, all the playing that day, we've got Cam and uh, uh, Joni Mitchell. On Thursday, we have, that is Henry's day. We've got ha- Happy Mondays. It's a bit of a factory records day. So we've got Happy Mondays headlining, 808's day, a certain ratio, and... Buzzcocks, I think, will settle on that day. And Andrew Wetherill, of course. Friday is a all-women or women-fronted women uh, identifying day with Nina Simone headlining. We've got ESG, Stereo Lab, uh, Sister Sledge, The Breeders, 
Catherine Howe, and then obviously we have the Orioles opening and closing every single day of that <laughs> festival. Um, so where are you yeah. at, the Orioles? It's been great having you on your fest, guys. Sorry, there's just one thing I meant to ask before. Have, you, have any of you seen Nina Simone before? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on your fest, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was episode 22 of Your Fest with Sid, Esme and Henry from the Orioles and a fantastic festival. Lots of lots of bands, one day each, the perfect setup and one that I might not attend, but there's some bands, the Buzzcocks and, and Primal Scream that I'd probably consider the Breeders as well. What about you, Tommy? Uh, yeah, I've, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going, not just because they're my friends, but like the, the music's great and... Um, yeah, really fun. Like we had a we had a lot of fun recording that episode. It was I, th- I think it does get addressed on the podcast. That was the first episode I recorded whilst having a drink, so I was a bit giddy. It was a, it was an evening episode, which we don't usually do. They usually done during the day, so it's a bit silly. I think I got on Johnny's uh, did Johnny's head in a bit, but we 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 got there in the end, and it was it was great fun. We did, and you know, if you want Tommy to come to your festival, just make sure he's drunk. He'll come to any old festival, I think. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But- if you enjoyed that episode of Your Fest, go and follow the Orioles on Twitter at the Orioles. Go and listen to them on Bandcamp or wherever. Buy their music by Disco Valador. Listen to Six Music. They'll probably crop up at some point. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny Gabriel. Don't follow me on Instagram. It's against the law. And you can follow Tommy on Instagram and Twitter at Tom Andrew Stew. S T E W. In case you <laughs> spell it out for them, Tommy, they probably couldn't work it out themselves. Maybe anyway. the amount of people who spell when I, I have to say S-E-E-W because you might have bloody things through admin and school in my life and letters sent to me that spell S-T-U-A-R-T. I mean, who has it spelled that way for a surname? It's something that I have to address now and then and I'm addressing it now. Carry on. Anyway, join us again next week for episode... <laughs> Join us again next week for episode 23 of Your Fest with me, Johnny Sharples, and Tommy S-T-U-A-R-T Stewart. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, I, and I remember quickly the thing that I was going to say about them. The Orioles have got that big that after I had a tooth operation recently and I was still, uh, when I had my wisdom tooth out, and I was still high on all the whatever they give you, um, I went to McDonald's. Don't know if I dreamt this, but the Orioles were playing and it felt like a bloody dream. But the Orioles are that big. They are now in McDonald's. Bye. Bye.